about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. All right, so the last time I was I was up here, I was talking about the um putting on the full armor of God. And God left me there for actually since I left here, I've been in that. But he showed me so many things. Um I just want to do a little recap. So the last teaching I spoke about the importance of what we are wearing under the armor of God, the full armor of God, right? And who who are we? Where who are we in Christ? So in Galatians three twenty seven, you don't have to go to because I, I do a lot of scriptures when I, but I I also talk quickly. So um, it says, for as many of as of you as were baptized into Christ, put on Christ. And then to put on the new self, and that's the born again, the true self, the spirit man, right? Christ in me, the hope of glory. Colossians 3, 1, 17 says, and I'm going to read the whole thing because it's going to open up into, into what I'm going to be talking about tonight. So Colossians 3, 1, 17 says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not are things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden within with Christ in God. When Christ, who is in is your your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. And that's the mystery, right? That we that gets revealed to us that it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. So we put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you: sexual immorality impurity, passion, evil desire, and um, covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them. But now you must put them all, all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have been put off the old self with its practices and have been put on and put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of of its creator here there is not greek and jew circumcised or uncircumcised barbarian scythian slave free but christ in is all and in all put on then as god's chosen ones holy and beloved compassion hearts kindness humility meekness and patience bearing with one another and if one has a complaint against another forgiving each other as the lord has forgiven you so you also must forgive and above all these put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony and let the peace of christ rule in your heart to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful let the word of, of hymns and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. So, 
as we get taught here, as I teach when I do my, uh, when I'm working with others, discipleship, as we all are called to disciple, um, it's through accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, right, and choosing to receive Lambano, because I have to say it, the Holy Spirit of God to reign, to have lordship, kingship, and we talk about government, citizenship, and, and the, the, you know, what, what it's like to live in heaven, and what, what the government what the government um, requires and it is on earth. You know, we bring heaven on earth, the, the government of God. So it reigns in your heart, the spirit that reigns in Jesus, right? So we become a new creation, a new spirit and a new heart. And how, and this is what I was talking about last time. I'm just summing it all up. And how in the new um, condition of our heart, how it influences clarity, spiritual vision and conviction, what we are faith, uh, faithing in of our confession of victory already won. So last time we talked about who Christ is in us. And when we put on Christ, that's how we walk, right? So we're going to walk with a new heart, a new spirit, man. We're born again, and we're going to walk in victory. And that's the, big, that's the big key here when we put on the armor of God, the whole armor of God. But if I could, I could put on that whole armor and still keep running away. So I have to, I have to get right with God through Christ, right? So I, I need to know how was Christ's life? What was he like? What was he preaching? And time, relationship with, with, uh, with God reveals that to me. So in Ezekiel 36, 26, it says, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit and I will put with, with, I will put within you and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And that we already have with the victory. All right? So I want to talk about some things that have been going on in my life. And um, All right. But first I want to just say this because this scripture is screaming in my face. <laughs> first Corinthians 15. 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so I wasn't, I, uh, for the last few months, I've been going through things. And he's in the room right now. Right? And he shouldn't every one of us. And I want to thank everybody here because I love all of you and I feel the love and victory from the leaders to, to everyone. Even the people that say hello, Sarah, today. Don't know you, but there's love, right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, so recently I was doing a study. I was in the bathroom and I was reading something that I do every, every week. Um, well, not every week. I shouldn't say that. I, I do many studies. At not that particular one. I want to be a liar. That particular one just happened to be that day. And um, and I was reading about um, 2 Kings 13, Elijah. And it said that Elijah, in my further study after reading it, said Elijah had ridiculous faith. Ridiculous obedience, ridiculous compassion, and ridiculous courage. And my heart 
got touched so deeply with that scripture that I, I just, I understood everything from that point, which was just on Sunday, the day before, so it was Sunday, maybe the night before Sunday, in the early in the morning, I think I was up at five and I was reading this stuff. And I felt, and I'm like, God, if I only have lips, I'll put them on the stage for you. I say yes to whatever you have for me because I, I, I live because of you, you know? So um, prior to that incident, I had found a lump after my move. So it's been a couple of weeks. And some of you know in the past, um, the enemy attacked with um, non-Hodgkin lymphoma. So I wasn't going to do anything once again because by stripes I'm healed, right? But if you have some family members who are nurses and doctors. And, and then the nurse comes over and she's like, no, you need to go and get it checked out. But I do want to have wisdom. I'm not going to you know, be a rebel in the word because then I'm just going against the word. So I go and it turns out I had to get a biopsy. And this is going on and no one knows. I haven't told anybody, not even the church. I wanted to get all the information. But there was a lot of battle going on. You know, uh, because, you know, people are calling you like, don't you know what I'm, but you don't say nothing. And this is obedience. This is like dying to wanting to self-pity. All these emotions, all these things that say, go ahead, tell, you know, why do they want you to do that? Don't they know what you're going, whatever. And um, so, so I was told that I, that once again, the enemy, the, the report is non-Hodgkin lymphoma and, and I, I remember sitting when he was telling me this time, I'm much more, I'm closer to God. So it's a little bit more challenging because I'm sitting there rebuking everything and um, having a conversation with God. And he sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. You know? So, and I'm listening to God and I'm saying, just stay composed, stay composed. And I remember writing a note when he went out. I just want to get out of here. You know, I just wanted to leave there. So um, I want to open up with this information because it, 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 God showed me that Jesus, just as Elijah walked with ridiculous faith, ridiculous obedience, ridiculous compassion, and ridiculous courage. It was the courage that I really got touched with because I, I, I'm not even reading any of this. Because I said, okay, so faith, I'll talk about faith. So faith, complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Strong belief in God or in the doctrine of, of the word. It says religion, but it's the word. Based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. And, you know, in Galatians 3, 26, 27, it says, For you who are born again, have been reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified, and are all children of God, set apart for his purpose with full rights and privileges through faith in Christ. For all of you were baptized into Christ, into a spiritual union with the Christ, the anointed one. Have clothed yourself with Christ. That is, you have taken on his character and his values. So I sat there and my first question to God was, and yes, I, I did have a little battle. I said, so I believe you, God. I believe in your word. I believe you. And he says, it's, it's, not, it's not your faith. It's not your faith. This is not about your faith. Because 
I know you believe me. I do. I believe God's word and I believe I'm healed and I believe that I live and it doesn't matter if I have one day, 18 hours, uh, 50 more years, I live. It's eternal. Nobody can take it from me. No report can take it from me. No one. Not even a threat from a couple, like uh, over a year ago, a gang was on my property and he was like acting like he was going to kill me. I was like, what are you going to do, kill me? I have eternal life. And he rolled up his window. Because he didn't know what to do. <laughs> right? So, I mean, and that's what this is about. This is like telling cancer, what are you going to do? I have eternal life. You have no, no power. You have to bow. Right? Amen. So the fight, fight the good fight of faith, right? So in 1 Timothy 6.12, it says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life, which I, I have laid hold of it. I believe it. And no one can take it, right? Lay hold of eternal life, to which you were all called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. And I will tell you this, in the first time, it was about my faith. It was because I wasn't built up yet. And I really had to stand on a lot of, like, when the word came to me the day that I knew that I was healed, even though I was healed way before it came to me, I was healed from the moment I received Jesus. I just didn't receive the healing. I was still living in the flesh, seeing in the flesh, and it was, you shall not die, you shall live and proclaim the word, my works, my word. And I felt it. I felt whole. That's the only way I can explain it, right? And I've been doing that ever since. I've been faithful to the Lord. I, I've been faithful because I, I want to. I, I mean, that's what I, I, I it, it's a covenant, it's a marriage. We through thick and thin and there's been hard times and good times and this is a hard time. I, I stand on that. So I show up and I'm doing everything. So I, I was like, God, you know, faith. And then he said, no. I said, I believe in you. And I felt almost, and I shared this with pastor because when I got the information, that's when I brought it to pastor and to very close people that I needed to talk about, like, you know, things that they were saying and everything. Um, but while it was going, I mean, I just needed to be with the Lord and, and have him get the information for me because it, it you know, it, it could be nothing. I mean, I was praying. It still is nothing. But the point is I, it wasn't until I had the information and that's a sound mind, you know, not going all over cuckoo. Because I would have done that. And I would have had the cuckoo birds with me, my family. <laughs> I would have. <laughs> you know, so. Um, so, I, you know, I was thinking like, oh, my God, I believe in you, God. I believe. And I remember saying that in my marriage when things were falling apart. Like, I believed in you. And the difference between the way I felt then, the way I felt then was I, be I was believing in my husband. Today I believe in God. And God is, is way different because he's true and he's faithful, right? The difference, the difference was that I felt safe still. I didn't feel like he abandoned me. He didn't feel, I just... I believe in your word. And that's the most important thing, that I believe in his word. And sometimes we say, why is this going against what I believe? But, you know, we all live in a natural world, and we are, we are um, exposed to our environment and other people's wills and whatever's going on. And so it doesn't take away my healing. It doesn't take away my anointing. It doesn't take away my, my ability to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You know, a matter of fact, that's what I've been doing more. I've been on the phone. My sister, she told me the other day, I'm a believer now. 
because and she didn't know what was happening to me but she had a pain i thought she was i thought my family was setting me up because the only person that knew was my brother and my sister-in-law because she's the nurse and she called me she goes lou i got a pain in my left breast and i just like shooting and i'm thinking is she trying to get information out of me so i said to her well you know is there anybody you had an argument usually intimate and she said no 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 she goes oh my god mommy we had such a big fight on thursday i said you need to go upstairs now she has no idea that i'm actually just getting biopsies and all this i said go upstairs and make and she's she's um she's an english teacher so she knows faith she you know she in a catholic school so she's in the word she's catholic but she was you know they they kind of like waver with my belief because it's very extreme it's it's ridiculous right ridiculous so she so we hung up and I was talking to my mother about an hour later and I heard my sister come I was on the phone with my mother and my sister comes in the room she doesn't know I'm on the phone with my mother and she says mom mom Luann told me I have to come up here and I have to apologize my mother so my mother says Luann's on the phone what do you have to apologize she goes because we had an argument on Thursday and I'm really sorry because I told her it doesn't matter if you were wrong or right this is about you Ro just apologize it's not worth the pain, right? So she did, and as she was walking out of my mother's room, obviously, because I was on the phone, she goes, oh my God, I have no more pain. I spoke to her, because I got my results for this past test, which I'll share later. I got my results for the past test on Monday. She, The moment she Zoomed me, she goes, I don't, I, I'm a believer. You're a miracle. I said, no, Jesus is the miracle working she goes I still have no pain she's like going and I was like praise the Lord you got healed you're healed bro right so so all these miracles happen even in the midst of the chaos and the confusion and the suffering and the pain but if you're not present with the Lord you miss them and you're so focused on the negative more negative starts getting piled on so you got to step out out of that stuff right because I could get I almost got caught up in it I almost got caught up in it I didn't want to come here. I didn't want to do anything. And you know what? It takes courage to be able to do those things. And that's what God was showing me at the end of this whole thing. All right? So um, so I spent a day in the faith part with God, not talking to him. I didn't feel like talking to him. Don't talk to me. And every once in a while, he would try to talk to me. And I'd be like, I'm not talking to you. I don't want to watch you on TV because I like to watch things, listen to it. I'm not listening to you. Nope. And every once in a while, he would say, and I was, I'm not, I don't want to talk to you today. So at night, right before I went to bed, he said, you know, you're not supposed to go to bed with angry. And I was like, oh God, tomorrow I'm going to spend the whole day in worship. And I did the whole day in worship. But I didn't know that scripture. Really, I, I didn't even pay attention to that day until I started writing this. I said, let me look up that scripture. Do you know? Because I said, God, I'm not angry. Everybody's asking me, like my, my sister, well, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? What What's going on? And I even called up Pastor Tom, or I don't know, you called me. I don't even remember. But I felt very confused because I, I didn't feel angry. I think, Kelly, you asked me. And I said, I don't feel angry. I don't feel sad. I don't feel mad. I don't feel, I just feel confused. Well, God told me, yeah, you were mad. You were mad because that scripture I gave you, read it. And I read the scripture and it says, be angry and do not sin. He said, it's okay. It's okay if you're angry. Just don't go to bed with darkness on it. 
don't sin in the process of it. Don't sin in the process. So he said, be, um, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. And thank God, thank God I didn't go to bed bad, you know? And it, it's just instinctual now because Christ lives in me. And walking and being faithful in the good times, it just comes up in the bad times. Thank God. Because he's there. It's not even me. It's him. I'm just so grateful. And I feel such reverence this past couple of days. It's just started on sun Sunday for me. Uh, an overwhelming covering of love and peace and all these things. And it's been crazy in, in this place, right? So, um, so what I really needed to start believing was the same thing God said to, to the blind guys, I, do you believe I'm able? You know, and I really had to stop believing that. So in Matthews 9, 9, 28, 29, it says, when he went in the house, the blind man came up to him and Jesus said to them, do you believe with a deep abiding trust? Do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes and and say, saying, according to your faith, you trust and in, in, in confidence in my power and my ability to heal, it will be done. And that's the same thing right now to everyone. You have, the faith in who Jesus Christ is and what he's done for us is where I need to be every minute of my day. Even if this wasn't happening to me, this is something that we all talk, we're talking about a lot in our group too. It's Christ in me, the hope of glory. I have to walk around with that because it's him. It's not, it has nothing to do with me. I am a vessel and I am blessed every day that he uses me to touch someone else. Even my, my own, you know, my life, my, my immediate, my son danced with me for the first time. We've never danced to that song, Blessings. There's another one that's in the compassion area because God showed me his compassion for me. You know, because he's shown me what his compassion looks like with others. He said, now I want to show you how I love you even deeper than the first time I, I accepted him in my life. It's going deeper. You know, where my son out of the blue in the morning before school, the song's on and we grabbed each other and we started dancing. Now, I don't care whatever bad tried to come in is trying to come in. I'm getting lemonade and blessings left and right. He's turning everything into the good. And I said to my son today, and this happened like five days ago, six days ago when he danced. We never even talked about it afterwards. I said to him today, I said, I enjoy dancing with you. He goes, he goes, you're right. We were dancing. We were dancing in the kitchen. And it's those beautiful moments of compassion and love. He showed me. He did, I didn't know that then. It was when I was sitting on my bowl and I got that four, the four characteristics that I said oh my god and it was like a it was like it was like that feeling I shall not die and I shall live and proclaim his word it was like everything made whole sense whole every little piece came together in that moment and I got and I was ready I was ready and I've been ready ever since it woke me up I woke up like when God says wake up pick up your mat there it was and I've been running with him on this right for running Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Right? So, um, 
So I want to do, I do want to move. So when I said to him, I said, um, God, so this, he said, it's not about faith. So I said, what about compassion? And compassion is love and tolerance, the ability or willingness to tolerate something in particular, uh, the existence of option, opinions or behavior that one does not necessarily agree with. Huh. You know, love thy neighbor. I mean, thy enemy and thy neighbor, right? So, um, so compassion and it's through, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to go back because it's, it's obedience was the next one. And through obedience, we, we develop our compassion. So I want to go back. So I, he said, no, I said in my faith, is my faith not ridiculous? Is it not? And he said, no, it is. It's good. So we went on to compassion because I, this was my conversation with him. I wanted to know. So in, in, we went on to obedience, sorry, obedience. And that's compliance with an order request or law was submission to another authority. And I I submit and I and I do. And not because I'm in fear that I'm not going to go to heaven or I'm not going to get what I want or he's not going to love me. I submit because I love him so much. And it makes my life a lot easier. It really does. I don't it's it went the 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 looser I become, the easier my life becomes to his word. You know what I mean? It just comes and, and things just happen. So I choose every day to live that way, to live in obedience with the Lord in his word. And when I find myself, it always, if, if I'm resisting, if something's difficult in my life, like confusion, it's because my will is in the way somewhere. And I have to evaluate that. I have to sit with the Lord and maybe somebody else and say, what am I resisting here? Because the only time I would ever feel turmoil, you know, if I'm pulling back on something. So we talked about obedience, God and I. And I, and that's when I said, God, I'll, I'll, I'll do anything. I mean, I just want to be a vessel for you. I don't care if, if this is all gone and all I have. And I had shared that with you once about the, the, the preacher that has no limbs, but he's full of God. So it didn't take away his anointing or being filled with the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit operating through him because it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit just really, our mouth is so powerful. It's what God used to create everything, you know, and, and if we're willing, he will use it. So, so I said that to him. I said, if, if, if it's, if all I have is that, and I just want to read a scripture in obedience. And it's in 1 Peter 1, 13, 14, 16. It says, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. All right. But as he who called, called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. So if Christ lives in me, the hope of glory, then I'm holy and I have to behave holy. And I have to, you know, I'm a victor. I have to behave victorious. I'm healed. I have to behave healed. All these characteristics of Christ, if they're in me, need to be evident to people around me. You know, evident. So, um, so some would say, I, and I said to him, you know, I'm, I, and I said this to God and I really did. I said, well, some people would think I was ridiculously obedient, like over the, over the top. I mean, I get family members like, you know, because I'll say, I, I won't curse or, you know, there's things I just don't do. And they're like, oh, here she comes, everybody. 
there. He's shutting it off. And I'm like, it doesn't bother me. It's not like, seriously, it's not, it's just how I choose to live. I don't, I'm not, it, it's okay, you know, but everybody seems to like change when I'm around. <laughs> Praise the Lord, it's God. You know, it's like, <laughs> what would you do if you walked into the room? And I say this to even the people in our group, right? I say, would you be running to turn the TV off? Would you be like trying to straighten out your house? Would you would you be like, oh my God, was he how long was he standing out there? I was yelling at my husband. I'm, and I'm always thinking like this, right? Always thinking like this. So, and just walk in a room and with people that aren't following Christ, and you'll see what it looks like when he walks into a room. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I say, God, some would say I'm really ridiculously obedient, right? Is my lifestyle evident of honoring you? I mean, is it? And, and he said, yes. Yes, it is. Yes. But that's not what this is about. It's not about your obedience. Thank you, Patrick. So we moved on to compassion. Now it was about compassion and love. And I'll tell you, I love really started for me when our group started like two years ago. I mean, godly love. I mean, I loved. I was a good person. I did those things, right? But godly love. And because I said yes to God about starting a group, so he trained me up in compassion. Because if you don't have compassion, love, godly kind of love, it's hard to be ministering and discipling people. It is because you got to get out of the way. And, you know, it, otherwise you're going to be mad all the time or offended or, or, you know, insecure. I don't, you know, it's just, it's, you have to get out of the way. So God worked with me on that. And the last, not even the last time, but I shared a story about seeing God's compassion with, a, with someone on the street. And I've done that and that's practice. You know, you just practice, you listen, you're obedient. And it's obedience that brings you to the compassion because if you don't step out in that faith, in obedience, you will, you can't receive the compassion. You see how it all flows? We need to flow like this. I can't just jump into compassion because it won't be real. I have to be trained up into compassion so that when you're faithful with a little, he can give you much. And then you get that group. And now we got another group going in the morning. And I did not ask for this. I mean, I did ask for God to use me in every way he could. But all I did was say, okay, God, I'll start a group. And he made the way. He cleared my schedule. I never said I'm going to do it this day and I'm going to study on that. He did it. And he knows what I need. And he makes it happen. I don't even, and, and the more I trust in him, the less I panic if I'm ready or not. Because I know he's got it. It has nothing to do with me. And that's trusting and loving in the Lord and knowing that he loves me and he's faithful to me. And now I can be with other people and, and be let God flow through me because it isn't me. I mean, I, I'd like to believe it was me loving everybody, but it's really God through me, <laughs> teaching me how to love and, and using my body and my heart and my mind, you know, because I gave it to him. Transforming the mind is a big thing because the mind doesn't know when we become the spirit man yet who the spirit man is and how, how this is supposed to change. And that's why the word is so important and spending time in the word, because that's what renews you in the, in mind. All right. So, um, love and tolerance. This is compassion, the ability or willingness to tolerate something in particular 
the existence of opinion or behavior that one does not necessarily agree with. And that's what, what loving the enemy is, or people that go against God, go against you, go against your belief system. That's when he, we're supposed to love the most. I mean, we're always supposed to love the most. That, that, that wouldn't even be real because love is love. And we have to just love equally to everyone. And that's it. Because God, thank God he doesn't love the most and this and that. You know, he, he loves us. And, and that's it. And I have to love the way God loves. Whether you're, you know, doing left or right. So, so I went to Legoland with my son recently. And this is the story. And now I didn't know that he was telling me how he knows that I have compassion. And how he loves the compassion in me. And how he has compassion for me. I went to Legoland. Didn't know why I was doing this in the morning. But praying in the Lord, to the Lord in the morning. And I said, God, I just want to be a blessing today. I want to bless people. Now, mind you, in the back of my mind, I was like, your last trip with your son, you're going to die. You know, things like that are going in my head. And I'm fighting it by saying, no, you're just going to bless her. You're going to be a blessing. You want to bless every whoever, however. And so, you know, like I tipped, you know, the, natch, the thing, you would go to a restaurant, you tip. And, but there was a situation that happened, unexpected, I had the, the hand sanitizer, and it was so little, but it was so big to God, you know? Be faithful with a little. And then we were on the ride, me and my son, we were going on the ride, and the woman who worked there, I gave Rocco some, and she goes, can I have some of that? I said, you can have it. And it came on a little, like, thing where you can tie it on your stuff. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, you can have it. And that was the only thing I had. Like, like that was my sanitizer. But you know what? I'm healed. And I'm, I can drink the poison and, you know, I, all of that. So I was not, I was okay with, yeah, take it, take it. She was like, really? And I said, yes, take it. And God reminded me of that when I was doing this paper. He's like, that's compassion. That's love. That's taking something from yourself. It's sacrificial love, sacrificing. That's what God did for us, you know, and we have to, we have, if we have him inside of us, then we're going to do those things too. And say, after we do it, I have no sanitizer. <laughs> it wasn't me. You know, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Because, you know, sometimes in spite of myself, oh, thank you, Father God. So, um, so then God reminded me about, oh, I had a dream. And then he reminded me about a dream that I had. And I had this dream about five weeks ago. And it was right after I felt it and then I went. I still didn't have any results or anything. But I had a dream that I was in bed with Jesus. And I was in his arms. And I was crying. But I was crying rivers. Like like over the top crying. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. God, I don't want to die. And he wiped my tears away. And he was wiping them and holding me and wiping. And I woke up. And I remembered the dream, and I didn't know why. And I know now, you know, it was, I, and I said to Kelly, it was tears. Um, he was wiping away my tears and giving me tears, anointing tears, right? Because there's another thing he said to me. He said, after this, and I'll get there too. I don't want to jump. God. Okay. So he said, so yesterday he was talking to me, and he said, That's, that was um, my love for you. You know, I was like, because... I already showed you the ending, like Pastor would say, and I get it. He says, you remember when you said 
the, that, that scripture I gave you, I shall not die, I shall proclaim your words. I shall live and proclaim it. He goes, I was wiping your tears away because you're, you're not going to die. It's not death. You live and you're going to proclaim my words. And then he went even further when we got to the courage because it takes that love and trust in the Lord and know and stand on that, 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 that view. He says, come on up here. Come on up here. When we go up into that, that heavenly realm with God, he's calling us up so that we can see. We can see because we forget. We forget. And he said, look, look, look. You're proclaiming the works. That's what my, that I was called to do. He's not, that's it. If it's all I have are lips, whether I have three hours or 30 years or 100 years, I'm called, shall not die, I shall live and proclaim his works. And that's it. And I got to stay in that view. And when I forget, I got to pray and say, God, and he shows me a little bit more. He shows me the ending. And then I have to hope for glory, right? I got to live in that. I got to, that's my faith. And he reminds me, that's what we're standing on, Lou. That's right. So I said to him, God, is this about compassion? Love, am I not ridiculously compassionate to people? I mean, I'd like to know God because I feel like I am. I mean, I, I, I do, you know, and, um, and he said, no, that's not what this is about. It's not about compassion because I know you love and I know you believe I love you and I see you love others. And even through this whole thing, it's more important. There were phone calls that I got. Someone was really upset with me. And I just, love to me is more important than anything. So if it means I have to say I'm sorry, I'm saying it. Even if that person's off the wall, drunk, cuckoo. I'm saying it because I have to stand in love with the Lord. That's God in me telling that person who may be drunk, maybe angry, maybe wanting to kill me. I love you. It's okay. Because it calms everything down. And so I got calls like that. And I was like, I love you. I, I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, and I, and I said, I said, I was sorry to people. It didn't matter to me because to me, peace and love is more important than being right. Or trying to make somebody think I'm right. Or getting a point across. It doesn't matter. So these things happen. And, and he reminded me of all these little things that, that confirmed in his eyes that I was ridiculously compassionate. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So he said, no, no, it's not about that. He said it's about courage. So this time for me, this season is about courage because it takes courage to put on the armor of God, the full armor. You can't put on the armor and run away. It takes courage to stand there and give you your last dollar if that's all you, you have. It takes courage to hear a report that goes against what you believe and stand on what you believe. It takes courage. It took courage for Jesus to, to die on the cross. And he told me that. So, so I want to talk a little bit about courage. So it's about courage and the ability to stand on God's word no matter what. And in Pastor Tom's book, and as I'm doing all this, I get Pastor Tom's book just on Sunday. But I'm already, you know, thinking about if I was going to speak because I didn't want to. I had nothing to say. Don't you know? And then God said, yeah, but 
you're not saying anything anyway. It's me. And I said, praise your Lord Jesus, you know, because he had to straighten me out. So, so, um, so Pastor Tom's book on page 26, if anybody wants to know, because I, it, it's page 26. And that's the rest of that chapter, because I got it highlighted like crazy. It talks about no matter what. And I say no matter what. No matter what. We, Pastor Latasha, years ago I said, you brush your teeth for God. You do it all. It's unto God, no matter what. It has nothing to do with me. No matter what, I have to stand on it, right? And if I don't know what I'm standing on, find the word that I need to stand on. Because it's in there. The, all, the solution to every problem I have, every circumstance, every confusion is in the word of God. I just have to spend time with the Lord and the Holy Spirit will show me whether it's on page 26 of Pastor Tom's book, right? And then I, it all clicks in, all these things. So courage is the strength in the face of pain and grief. And let me tell you, that's what I've been going through the last two months. <laughs> and it made sense to me. And I was like, oh my, it's so amazing. It's so blessing when you know God is there. You know, sometimes you think you're going on with life and you're like, oh, you know. And then you get in the, in the midst of chaos. You get God specifically speaking to you about exactly what you're going through, everything you went through for the past month, two months, and you're whole. You're like, oh my God, here it is, the whole picture. This is what I have to do. And he, get, and he shows you the ending again, you know? And it's beautiful because then you know what the plan and purpose is. He said to me, plan, purpose. He said, purpose, plan, direction. That's what he told me. It was a purpose, plan, and direction for me. All right, so, um, so courage to be courageous. There may be times it's going to be feel like, oh, God said to me, and this is the other half. God said, you may feel like you're going to die through this some days. It may feel really bad. You may go through some stuff that's going to really be hard, right? But that's, it's courageous. It's ridiculous power. He said, but you won't, you, you, you may, you, you're going to, it may not look like the way you want it to look, but it's always going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You know, because I don't want to sit here and say, I don't know what they're going to ask me to do. I have to go to Moffitt on Tuesday. And I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know if I stay, stand with the Lord and I press into his word and his guidance and direction with the Holy Spirit, I will make the choices that he needs me to make so that someone else can be touched. And that's my job. And that's what I was called to do from the moment he created me. And that's what I am willing to do. So I say yes to the Lord. So whatever it's going to look like, and he said, there may be times it's going to feel like you're going to die, but after this, because I'm not, because after this, I'm going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover in a ridiculous, powerful, courageous way. And that's another little add-on to why my purpose is here. And I'm very excited about it, right? So, so I had to take it, I had to make a, a decision. I had to stand no matter what. I had to make the decision to stand no matter what and not run. 
run away because I wanted to run. That's why I was feeling confused. I wanted to run. I didn't want to deal with this. I didn't want to go back to church. I didn't want to talk to God. I didn't want to, I just didn't want to go through this again. I don't want to go through this again. But you know something? Jesus didn't run. Paul didn't run. All our examples. I, there are people here that don't run. You know, Pastor talks about stories of, of financial concerns and he didn't run. I mean, James didn't run. I know, we, I am so blessed by, by who God assigns me because he, he loves me and he blesses me. But I have to have the spiritual discerning eyes, the eyes of my heart open, his eyes, to see every one of you, to see Jesus in every one of you. You know, I know that people were praying for me. I, you know, I, 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 I joked around and I said, I feel like every once in a while I'm like, Jesus going to the garden, like, God, take this cup, take this cup. But when I come out of the garden, my disciples aren't sleeping. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Woo! They're fasting and praying. What? What? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's awesome. Right? And they're, and they're, and they're gathering together. It's just, oh, God, God, you know, unity. That's what happens in these things. This is these are counted all blessings, counted all joy, you know, turning the bad into the good. So many people have grown through this. You know, it's just incredible. It's incredible to be a part of it. Um, so I want to share about the most recent um, report. So I got a report back on Monday. And we were waiting to see what stage, because I had to get a PET scan, because what they removed, the report said that I was um, high grade, large B cell, non-Hodgkin lymphoma, aggressive. All right, so they were, and, and it was a reoccurrence. So this is the medical, I'm just speaking medical. I'm not declaring it and I'm not owning it. I'm rebuking it right now in Jesus' name. But I'm telling the story, he knows it. So. So they are taking a PET scan of me, and they're sending me to Moffitt. They're not even going to treat me here because it, they see they, the, the biopsy came out this way. And now they want me to go and maybe, you know, uh, different kind of options. So I get, my, I get a call on Monday, and doctor, the doctor says, um, I, I want to read, because I wrote, because I, I couldn't understand, so I write things. He says to me, there was absolutely no cancer in your PET scan. Praise Jesus. It's the most unusual, highly unusual case. Because, because you know, the biopsy suggests that it's, and he was using words like um, extra doll. I mean, I looked up these words. It's like, serious, serious. Like serious stuff, right? So he said, it's unusual and unlikely. It's a reoccurrence disease. So it's, you know, like, so it's, but he wants me to still go to Moffitt, which I'm going to Moffitt. They, he's still diagnosing me because the biopsy says that. I don't know what it's going to look like. I might have to go through something. I don't know because it may be just an operation and they remove it. It might be some, tri I don't know. But he said he's never, that's more of a reason why they want me to go to Moffitt because it was so unusual. So today he said, it's ridiculous. God said that. <laughs> so I'm a, it's ridiculous because there, and then I went to the breast doctor yesterday and he's like, 
I don't, this makes no sense because they have it. They, and so now everything's going to go back to Moffitt. And that's where I ended off the last time at Moffitt where they couldn't find it. So everything stopped. So I'm praying that when I get there and I'm, and I'm praying that when I get there, it's just a simple little thing and, and we deal with it and, it and it's over. But no matter what it is, I'm not going to put that expect, I mean, I'm, I'm expectation. Yeah. But I'm not going to blame God and I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to do what I need to do because there may be something that I'm called to do during this process and I want to be available for it. You know, I can't, I can't just, uh, cause I said to him, does it mean, and I'm only saying this to you guys because I needed to ask the question. I said to him, does it mean I don't medically have cancer because I have to be careful about how I speak? He says, no, that's not what I'm saying. So I just wanted to be clear, you know, with, with everyone. I know that it's nothing. And I shared that with everyone, you know, like all the people that didn't know. I didn't share it with my group yet. Now they know. Because I wanted to get all my facts, um, some of my, some people. So it, they can't see it. And it's very oddly peculiar, un, un, ne- they never see unusual. That's the word he said. So um, to have that type and have nothing in your body outside of that little thing. Praise the Lord, right? So um, so Joshua 1.9, I just want to end with some uh, scriptures. Have I not com- commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Thank you, Jesus, right? And in Psalms 27.14, it says, wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. So um, I already told uh, you, uh, God said, so now I already told you the ending, right? So we got to stand in our faith, ridiculous faith, ridiculous obedience, ridiculous compassion, and ridiculous courage. And then he says, now put on the full armor, the whole armor of God, the king's armor, right? And in Ephesians 6, 10, 18, and I'll end it with this. Finally, my brethren... Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, but put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able, because he's able, and if Jesus lives in me, then I'm able, to withstand in the evil day and have done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery dots of this wicked one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all your all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all pre, 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 perseverance and supplication for all the saints so like i shared before i feel like sometimes i'm going into the garden and saying god take this cup you know and and then i have my friends that are you know they honor god they love god they're obedient to God and they, we love each other and they're praying. 
So I, I, you know, my, 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 my world, the people that are around me that God assigned and everything, we, we, we just love each other. We, we are awake and we are, um, walking for the Lord. And that's my prayer and, and heart's desire for everyone in the world. So when I see someone lost or I hear someone's lost because we get calls, we invite, we have people that are Catholic in our group and they're going on and on about the Virgin Mary and it's okay. We just love, love because when they see that they want to come back. And that's the most important thing because God does it all. He does everything. It doesn't have to, you know, if we just love, he does, he'll change, he'll change the heart. He does it. He did it for me. I know it was somebody's prayer. I say it all the time. Somebody woke up at three o'clock in the morning praying for somebody and it could have been in some other place in the world. But at 21 years old, I got sober. And I didn't do it because my family, no, it was, it was a miracle. Because I prayed out one night. And, and that, that, fervent prayer that that groan that 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 cry for for god was all i needed to do and i didn't have to know him i just needed to go to him and then he released it and he released it through people through their prayer through getting me somewhere and then and i'm not saying because believe me i wasn't living for the lord since i'm 21 (laughs) all right i'm a work i'm a work but I'm here today, and I'm a lot further, and I'm still working with the Lord because there's a lot of things that come up, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know I had that room. You know, and I got to change the furniture out. Hey, hey, you know? <laughs> so I just love everyone here, and I thank everyone for coming, and I hope this touched hearts and, and minds, and we're just going to pray to God. Thank you, Father God, for thank you for, for this journey. Thank you for this time to be able to share and testimony and give you the glory and and the and and all of it the just the praise lord i just love you so much and i know the hearts everyone here they we love you and we just we just worship you and and give you thanks and want to know more about you and and the holy spirit and we all we just i just pray everybody just gives their heart to you lord so that they can get transformed in the mind and just start living for you on fire for you lord we just pray your holy spirit just invades everybody here in every way in jesus name i love you okay the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added on